Hey everybody, you might have noticed that you haven't heard our musical little opening thing. Yeah, you definitely have heard it, I know. Oh yeah, that, that wasn't <laughs> it. Definitely heard it a million times, so I know that you are a faithful listener to the podcast. Yep. But today's <laughs> podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to www.audibletrial.com slash watches. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your mobile device. So anyway, let's get to us talking about this episode of Buffy. That sounds good. All right, here we go. Bye. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of JNL Watches. I'm Josh Prime. I'm Jess Leah. And we are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2, Episode 9, What's My Line? Part 1. Uno. So many numbers. <laughs> there really are. What if there was, like, What's My Line Part 62? That would be too many episodes of this. I would be do- <laughs> done with it. <laughs> Has any show done that? Had, it, like, uh, that many? No, I think there have been three-parters. That's about the cap. All right. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, friends, um, we are here. It is career day. It should be an exciting day, maybe, in a young yeah. or adolescent teen's life where you are figuring out what you want to do with your life. And we will soon find out that Buffy is real mopey and sad. She is. And it's because she is aware of the fact that she will never have a career because she already has one being the Vampire Slayer. Yep. So no matter what she chooses in the future, she will always have to be the Vampire Slayer until she croaks. Until she dies. Exactly. Meanwhile, Drusilla and Spike are up to their old tricks. No good. (laughs) They're on the hunt for the mystical cross-shaped Duloc key. I'm glad that you knew all of those words. <laughs> I was just going to say they were on a hunt for... They're on the hunt. The magics. <laughs> They're on the hunt for the mystical what's-its of this episode. This yeah. time it's the Duloc key. Yes. Yes, it's a whole thing. That's going to be the driving part of the like monster story, and they summon the Order of Taraka... There's a lot of phlebotinum. There's a lot of, like, demonology stuff to unpack here. Yes. Uh, They are an order of, like, bounty hunters who will never stop coming. And so, in order to get the Delaki and complete the ceremony they're trying to do, they have to order the Order of Taraka to come and kill Buffy. It's a lot of, like, nerd speak. (laughs) Yeah. I got bored. It's a lot. It's why they had to spread it over two episodes. They're like, nobody will tolerate this for... It's too much. Well, there's also a lot happening in this episode. This like, is a, yes. We are introduced to new locations, like Willie's Bar. Yes, we learn about Willie's. We finally uncover what it is that Spike and Drusilla are up to. Yep. Um, Willow it, uh, has an encounter with Oz. She has a, the first yeah. like, face-to-face encounter with Oz. Yeah. There's just a lot going on. We also put... Uh, Cordelia in danger, I want to say, at one point in this episode. Yeah, we do. We've got the Cordelia getting put in danger. We've got Buffy getting attacked. We've got a cute date moment with Angel. There's just a lot to happen. We meet a new character. Yes. A new person. We end this episode with Kendra the Vampire Slayer. So this is a jam-packed episode. I would say it's kind of crucial to the storyline. It is. And it's right at the midpoint of the season. Or... Mid-ish. Early mid-ish point of the season. And it's a two-parter, so you know it's got some kind of, like, ratings boon they're trying to make happen. Uh, but yeah, so we've got the science dude is struggling to translate the book they stole during the episode that had the guy from Roswell in it. Yes. A fact that nobody bothered to look into this whole time. Yeah, you would think that that would be an important element. Like, Yeah, if vampires are trying to steal something, it's probably a sign that something bad is afoot. 
But nonsense. nobody cares. Especially because you kill vampires as, like, your job. Yeah. You might notice that. And, you know, if Spike is supposed to be the big bad of this season, maybe pay attention to what he might be up to. Yeah. Especially because he's super evil and has killed two vampire slayers. Yeah. Self-preservation, Buffy. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Uh, Drusilla is having her little vision thing. Or, no, I'm sorry. She's not having a vision. She's proving to us that she's weak. Yes. She has this flustered moment. Yeah, so she has bruises all up and down her arms. Yeah, she's super bruised. Which, again, is that because she's weakened by the mob in Prague? Is that because Spike is super evil and is hitting his girlfriend? I think a little bit of both. Is it both? (laughs) I can't discern if Spike is not not hitting Drusilla, but also there could have been some shit that went down with the mob. Yeah. I like how when you say it that way, it makes it sound like they're in an episode of Sopranos. But it was... (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. Different story. <laughs> I've uh, never seen The Sopranos. No? It's okay. Okay. I feel like I'd just be watching my family, so... <laughs> Do your family regularly murder people? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I wouldn't know, but there's lots of, like, you know... Hopefully you'd notice if there were dead bodies piling up. I don't know. My grandfather from Sicily. <laughs> Already suspicious. Already suspicious. Had lots of rigs. <laughs> also suspicious. Lots of people came to his funeral that we didn't know. I don't know. Points to being a mom. <laughs> um, I like that she uses the tarot cards to discover that they're missing the key. Yes. And she points at a tombstone card. And now we're going to go to the mausoleum. And they go to that mausoleum. That is a very fortunate printed deck of tarot cards that has an actual picture of the place they need to go. I have a question. Yes. In tarot cards, Mm -hmm. how many different printed cards are there? I think, and I don't want to, somebody, some listener will tell us, I'm sure. But I think it's the same as a regular deck of playing cards. Oh, so like 52? 52 cards total, and there's like cups and wands and swords and pentacles instead of hearts, diamonds, clubs, and spades. And then the death card, all the other like face cards are like face cards. I think. I don't know, because I don't do... Tarot cards. <laughs> I feel like that's right. All right. Somebody will tell us. And then you just like turn them over randomly? Yeah, it's like based on the three that come up, they mean different things. It's like reading a horoscope with more shit. Well, <laughs> I'd rather just look at my horoscope app. <laughs> it's, it's faster, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to sit through a whole bunch of people trying to sell you a bunch of nonsense. No, I literally click on the horoscope app. I clip on my, my sign and it gives me the day. I could look at the week. I could look at the month. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in that stuff at all. I am no fun when it comes to that stuff. I know. I don't either. But I like to know. <laughs> See if it aligns. Guest starring Seth Green. Yay. James Marsters. Yay. So many people we like. When does Spike become in the credits? Oh, it's going to take a while. We're not going to hear see him in the credits for at least two seasons. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. They Bianca really- Lawson. <laughs> Who's that? That's who plays Kendra the Vampire Slayer. Oh, who uh, plays Drusilla? Uh, Juliet Landau. There she is. Oh, she gets an as Drusilla. She gets an as Drusilla. She's very fancy. How come she gets an as? Because <laughs> she's very fancy, and she was more famous than this show. Oh, really? Oh, yes. She was an actual human? I mean, most of the people <laughs> on the show are actual humans. <laughs> In fact... I'm going to go out on a limb and say all of the people on this show are actual humans. Okay, but like a, a known human? Yes, she was famous. She still is famous. Oh, what does she do? I mean, I know her from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but all right. <laughs> other people know her from other things. 
Okay, listener, tell us what you saw. What's the Allison. the actor who plays Giles was in a series of Toll House commercials that oh, had like a romantic, the uh, not Toll, Toll House, um, Maxwell House. Sorry, oh. Maxwell House commercials where he and his next door neighbor fell in love over Maxwell House coffee oh. over a series of like twenty commercials. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. Yeah, it was super cute. I would fall in love with him too if he was my neighbor. And he liked to drink Maxwell House and sit out on his front porch. I mean, I don't even know if Maxwell House is still made, but sure. It is. I have some in my apartment right now. Oh. <laughs> you should see if you have a taste <laughs> for it so you can date Giles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Giles, if so, I'm coming for you. Coming for you. Buffy just staked a vampire. That's one death for this yeah. episode. Angel now is lurking in her room. It's true. Also, Joyce is not in this goddamn episode. She hasn't been in the show since, like, season one. She... Hasn't been around since maybe Umpata, the Inca Mummy Girl episode. Yeah. It's been a while. And now she's out of town, and yet Buffy still crawls in through a window. I feel like if you walked out your own front door, you might not just forget and climb through a second-story window. Right. But I'm also not the vampire slayer. Jeez. Is the picture behind her a picture? What is that? Or a poster of New York? At first, I thought it was supposed to be a backdrop of the thing outside of her window, but that is too absurd. Yeah. Also, she has two of the same pictures, maybe. Yeah, she has, and she's got a lot of lamps that are upside down. Every lamp, the yeah. lampshade is pointed up at the ceiling. What is that about? Is that to help with the lighting of the camera? I guess, but no person does that in their home. No. Um, like, that's super weird. I don't even have lamps. I have two lamps. You do? Just these two. That one has never been turned on and has a fun multi-change light bulb inside. And like your TV. The one, yes. And the one next to you uh, is only on when you're here. <laughs> it's true. Right now it's off. But, yeah. Also true. Except your lamps confuse me because I always want to touch them, friends. They seem like, yeah. And I feel like if I touch it, it should just turn on. But it doesn't. No. It's like, I just want to clap, clap. <laughs> not that kind of lamp, unfortunately. Oh, plus fun. My, my aunt had those and I used to just sit and do this yeah. all day, just on, off, on, <laughs> off. Can I do it from a little bit far away? Do I have to actually be touching it? Like I just did a bunch of stupid shit. Can I touch it with pens? Like I would try other things. Oh yeah. I just want to put my hand on it and see like a science experiment. Like, Will it turn on? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will yeah, not. I want to like be able to Matilda and like summon it. To- oh, I love Matilda. I'm not sure if I've said this in the podcast, but it's like my favorite fact about myself. So I'll say it again. Ooh. When I was a kid, I thought that it was true that if you read a bunch of books, you would get superpowers like Matilda. Oh. And I actively was like, reading's not worth it. <laughs> Here I thought you were telling me a story about how you read so many books I was going to then plug Audible because... I get that's the thing. This would be an excellent time to plug Audible (laughs) because I would totally have let somebody read me books, but I just didn't want to sit and read books. So if I had an Audible subscription as a child, I would have read all of the books and probably would have psychic powers by now, Leah. That's... (laughs) Yeah. God, don't forget that you should get your Audible trial at... AudibleTrial.com slash Watches. You can have 30 free days of listening to as many freaking books as you could ever want. It's true. You get one free audiobook and 30 free days on AudibleTrial.com slash Watches. Yeah. This is just a free extra ad because we are explicitly banned from doing it mixed in with the show. Oh. So we'll have to then play another commercial for Audible. <laughs> but this just came up naturally. Yeah. Just saying. We are the best. <laughs> so meanwhile on the show... Buffy and Angel are having a whole conversation where 
she doesn't want to be a vampire slayer. She's mad that she has to be dead and can't be anything fun. Yep. He gets all butthurt because if she doesn't like being a vampire slayer, she probably doesn't like dating a vampire. True. She's like, oh, I'm fine with dating you. In fact, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. And then he offers to take her on a date to go ice skating. Aww. It's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. Except, spoiler alert, he doesn't show up to the actual ice skating. Yeah. What the hell is that about? I don't know. Did she show up early to, like, ice skate before he got there? Because that's not how dates work. No. As a girl, you show up at least five minutes late. So that he has to stand awkwardly on the ice skating rink alone? Yeah. <laughs> so that you don't have to. What if he's running late? You don't want to be the first one there? No, certainly not. But then she does her little, like, dancing with the stars ice skating thing. That's true. She is surprisingly good on ice. She is quite good. Also, Xander tested into prison guard. Oh. So. And Cordelia got motivational speaker. Which is kind of cool. Buffy gets uh, horticulturalist, gardener, Ooh. and police. Ooh. And... Gardening was yesterday, so she has to talk to the police people. But I think that's actually next episode, so spoiler, friends. Oh. Um, I was like, I don't remember that at all, but <laughs> go with it, Leah. Go with it. Oh, here's so, all the books. Here comes all the books from Mr. Giles. He is carrying a whole big stack of books, and the audio commentary for this episode, you listen to Marty Noxton talking about how in the library set, it can be challenging to make it look exciting because it's the same set you're seeing every week, and you're spending... Pages and pages of script there every week. Yeah. And so to make it interesting this week, they decided to have stacked books as a way to make it just a more interesting camera angle. Look at how bare the back wall is. Yes. Do you see how there are no books in the bookshelf library? Also, it's one thing to stack books. It's another thing to create a book tower, which is what is happening in the yes. shop. Yes. There's just all these towers of books that we can shoot in between them. Which is kind of cool. It's okay, and we've got this Dutch angle thing happening on Giles. Yep. Meaning it's, like, crooked. It's very, like, gimmicky, in my opinion. Yes. It's cool. I don't notice it other than the fact that she talked about it, so I guess I can't complain too much. But once I know that that's what they were doing, it feels very gimmicky. Yes. I agree. Especially because we have this, like, love affair with these books, too, because we're following them around Buffy. We're shooting through them the whole time. See, if they just had Audible... No books. <laughs> no books. They'd have one device and a British man named Giles reading them all the books aloud. Yeah. Or Josh Prime. You know. Hire me. Hire me to read all the demonology books. Ooh. Of which I'm sure there are hundreds on Audible. Do you think there are? Well, they do have over 130. <laughs> <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> this episode this episode is just how much can Leah and Josh sell out in a single hour? <laughs> Thanks, Audible. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't fire us. We promise we love you. Oh, we do, we do. Um, <laughs> so we've got the cross. Drusilla and Spike have managed to detain this cross. We were talking about our Audible sponsorship for so long <laughs> that we missed the entire exchange where Giles was upset that Buffy didn't follow up on what was stolen from oh. the crypt. Yeah, that's important. Meanwhile, turns out he also didn't follow up when a book was stolen from his library Two weeks ago. Yeah, you think Giles would be more sensitive about books going missing. Exactly. Nobody at any point was like, didn't a vampire steal some shit? <laughs> I know we got distracted by a guy with the brain tumor and all, but yeah. like, it's been two weeks. I feel like I've had time to reflect. I agree. Like, maybe get your shit together, people. They really need to take notes. Take some meeting minutes of what's happened that week. 
Seriously. I mean, I feel like, or I still feel like, mini minutes are like never read, forgotten about. <laughs> That's true. No, they would just have notes they never looked at. That's yeah. not helpful. No. Willow would totally do that job, though. If you asked her to take minutes every week, she'd be like, oh, totally. Oh, I actually do that for my <laughs> job, and nobody reads them. I'm like, what's the point? I just want to put out, I use the name Willow, and you <laughs> interpreted it as you should be taking meeting minutes. Oh. That's on you. That's not on me this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like one and the same. It's fair. Oh, so now Here's we are... the Order of Taraka. Yeah, we are looking at cards. There's a leopard... There's a leopard, there's a bug, and there's a one-eyed person. Yeah. I don't really like the one-eyed person. We have the one-eyed guy at the ice skating rink. We have the bug man, cuckoo, cachoo. And we have (laughs) the... (laughs) And we have uh, the panther person Mm -hmm. who, at this point, friends, we are led to believe might be Kendra the Vampire Slayer. That is not true. No. Uh, It's it's somebody else. It's also true. It's uh, the police officer. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Principal Snyder is incredibly mean in this scene. He is. He is way meaner than a high school administrator should be allowed to be to students. Especially on career day. What does Xander was serious about becoming a principal? He tells, exactly. He tells Xander that everything he says is an airborne toxic event. That's a little hard. That is extremely mean. Don't you think he could get written up as a principal for saying that? I do. Yeah. (laughs) But these people are obviously not going to tell on him. No. Also, I would hate to be the principal. Of this school or just in general? In general. That seems like a... job. Yeah. I don't want to be that important. No. As you said, I want to be like the person a couple notches lower (laughs) that gets to do what they want and still get paid a decent amount. Hey. It's a good lofty goal. Yeah. (laughs) The panther is secretly standing behind uh, Principal Snyder just there. Also, did your school do anything that even remotely resembles this? Career fair day? Yeah. In elementary school, definitely. Not in high school. Yeah, this is not a thing I ever experienced. And if we did have, like, people coming from different careers and giving out literature, yep. like, it would be at a table by themselves outside of the de- at the outside of the cafeteria. Aww. It would just be one high school or college, rather, that was like, yep. take some pamphlets about our school. Never anything this complicated. I hate this scene, by the way. Okay, so Willow is taken behind this, like, random-ass curtain, fetched some shrimp cocktail, and is talking to two white men about working in tech? Yes. Like, Microsoft? And in the background, they've got the swoopy part of the Windows logo with an X in it, so it's not actually the Windows logo, but it clearly is supposed to be the Windows logo. And so she's getting recruited by a tech firm, and it's there it is. See, Yay. it's just ridiculous. True, but we see Oz. We do meet Oz here, and they get to meet. And Oz offers her some. I'm waiting for the subtitle. Canapé. I said crudité. That's not right. That's my fault. I don't even know what a canapé is, but it sounds fancy. It sounds very fancy. We are currently doing a walk and talk. True. Not only are we doing a walk and talk, we're doing an outdoor walk and talk. In the day. In the day. It's real weird. That is about as expensive as you can go. Really? (laughs) Well, because you have so much less control over lighting. Um, You have so much less control over noise. You know, you have to move the camera outside. There's, it's harder to do because they're in a parking lot. They're in the front parking lot of the building. I love how when they show the back part of the graveyard, you see three, it's three tombstones deep. Yeah. Before it hits the end of the, the place. There's the pyramid again. And it's totally in a new spot. So remember the last time we saw the pyramid, it was like where they're standing now. Yep. Now it's all the way in the back. 
That was also the place where the girl from Reptile Boy climbed over the fence. True. And the pyramid was next to her when that happened. It Whatever. Just, you know. Just moves around. Probably because they're all made of foam and just dance around. Nice. Also, do you see the buildings on the side? Yep. Those definitely look like uh, airplane hangars used for sets. Is that really what happens? Huh. I bet you that's part of the actual lot that they're filming on. So this is like the TARDIS of mausoleums because when they enter it, it is gigantic inside. Yeah. I've never seen a mausoleum that large. I've never seen a mausoleum, period. Oh, really? But I feel like there isn't all this wasted wall space. They just start having dead bodies immediately. Yeah. This has two giant vases, and they've broken in, and they've stolen something. Here's a question I have for you. Mm -hmm. How many saints do you suppose are buried in this town? Like an apostle? Uh, No, like (laughs) saints from the Bible, or from Christianity to date. My guess would be zero. Yeah. There is a saint buried in Sunnydale, because that's who Delac is. He's a saint of something. There's a saint buried in Sunnydale. Nobody ever, like, thought to look into that. Like, (laughs) nobody ever was like, huh, in a place that has demons and monsters, that might be a target. We might want to read up on Duloc. Yeah. (laughs) Now, granted, Giles does need to know some things, but you'd think, like, oh, they were robbing a tombstone. Probably was Duloc, since I have done this research ahead of time. God, get it together, Giles. What kind of watcher are you? God. Supposed to be, like, thinking ahead. No one, what's coming next? Seriously, I feel like where saints are buried are, like, famous places. Are they actually buried? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, like, artifacts are stored of different saints. I feel like that would be more newsworthy than just this random crypt in the front parking lot of the WB. (laughs) It's surprisingly larger than the building from the outside. (laughs) huge on the inside. So we're at the Sunnydale Bus Depot. This is where we met Umpata. Oh, Yeah. And this is a bad place. Now we are meeting the Cyclops man from Drusilla's cards, which again, there aren't cards that so perfectly match the people that you're actually predicting about. It's true. They're very, very, very specific tarot cards she has. Maybe she's just that good at her job. He's a really good person at this. Here comes the bug man. Oh, He's going there. next door. It's an overarching theme of bugs in the show. Bugs make great demons because people are creeped out by them. Ugh, they're, they're creepy calling. Yeah. Bugs, reptiles, both are gross. <laughs> There's a couple of reptile monsters, too. It's a common thing. I know. We see a lot of snakes. So he's breaking into the neighbor's house by offering her free samples. Also, he says, I'm, I don't have anything to sell, so I'm not looking. I'm asking you to buy. I just want to give you some free samples. Who in their right mind falls for a door-to-door salesman who says that to you? Yeah. Obviously, this person is going to try to sell you something. Also, did you see the briefcase? It was like a piece of computer paper (laughs) taped on. Definitely was. Like, you're not going to believe them. And who lets strangers into their house these days? Exactly. Especially, like, a door-to-door salesman. Those are, like... When people knock on my door yeah. and I look through the peephole and it's a door-to-door salesman, I don't even answer. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm exactly. Like, Go away. No, I would never let that person in. And then she is murdered. <laughs> Other reason why you shouldn't let strangers into your house. Because it's the worst. So now we're being introduced to Kendra mm-hmm. through the use of not one, but two terrible stock footages. Of airplanes and airports. Yes, but I do appreciate this person who's walking into the airplane just because of their hair. 
They have very 90s hair. Yeah, it's like the frosted tips hair. This air traffic control guy really yeah. is taking advantage of their loose dress code. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Kendra in her pajama pants and belly top. Yes. Pajama pants, purple pajama pants, and belly top. It's very odd. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's super 90s. Like, it's where so is she 90s. coming from where that's okay? I don't know where she's supposed to have been coming from. But yeah, she definitely seems to be dressed to give us the impression she's the tiger on the cards. Yes. It's definitely oh. what that's about. They're trying to trick us into thinking, oh, she might be the tiger prediction. Nonsense. Exactly. So yeah. Buffy is now trying to sneak out of the research mode, and Xander doesn't want to let her, but Willow is going to give her the go-ahead. Yes. Yeah. Because now Buffy's going to go ice skating with not Angel. Yes. She's going to ice skate by herself for a few minutes, kill a one-eyed man, and then kiss Angel. That yeah. was the whole next scene. <laughs> you just experienced it's it. It's true. We didn't even get to see blood on ice. That bothers me so much. If you slit a man's throat with your ice skate, I expect there to be blood. Uh, at least a little bit. At least a little bit. And also, is he a human? Because they say, specifically in this scene that we're in right now, that the Tulak demons are not demons, all of them. Some of them are human, some of them are vampires, some of them are something else. Yeah. So, like, she might have slit the throat of a regular human being. Okay, and that's a bad thing because... Because it's murdering a person. (laughs) (laughs) Just just putting it out there. (laughs) I feel like I shouldn't have to sell you why that's not a good thing, but... I literally know we're (laughs) forced. You're like, whatever. (laughs) Tried to kill Buffy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, nothing bad happens, though. She kills someone, right? No, and nobody... Is ever there's no investigation because it should be very clear who did it since they broke into the ice skating rink yeah. and <laughs> she presumably has a bunch of blood on her skates. Yeah, probably was caught on at least one security camera, but whatever. I have a real issue with this outfit though because first of all, mm-hmm. what she's pers- skating now. By the way, she is skating. She's wearing this like long blue scarf that's very flowy. <laughs> it's true. It's just. No real human would wear that. Ice skating. It is. This see, This episode really does have a lot of money to play with. We're yeah. in a new location, an expansive location that couldn't have been a cheap thing to get. No. Permission to film in this big ice skating rink. And then on top of that, we're doing some pretty big camera moves on the ice. We went from an overhead down onto the ground watching her skate like, that was probably pretty expensive. And the one-eyed demon is here. Do you think she actually skates? Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yes, this okay. is actually her. Because I was like, it does look like her. The only one that's fake is uh, one of the kicks, I believe. That's the only fake part. But yeah. yeah. I like how she fell and wound up with her back against the, the wall. Yep. I don't know how that, she, that happened. Yeah, the way that she fell didn't make sense. She like have, would have to have turned. She started to lower herself. Also, when she fell, I, I, I call some more sh- shenanigans on this. She was an amazing skater. And all right. of a sudden, she's just skating and just falls to the ground abruptly. Maybe she was having fun, waiting for Angel? Yeah. By the way, here's Angel finally. And yep. Buffy slits his throat. 20 minutes later. No blood at all. And like, he walks out onto the ice. Literally none. Zero blood. God, it's really bad. And so, 
Drusilla immediately knows that he's dead because he flips his card over. Oh, she does that look good. Yeah, she's definitely getting weaker, it seems. Although Spike looks real cute. I like this like, leather jacket, red shirt, black undershirt look he's got going every week. That's kind of fun. So now we have some problems here. We've got Angel with his vampire face on. Yes. He recognizes the ring as the Order of Taraka. Again, how does Angel know about all this shit? Okay, why is Angel not more useful? He seems to not want to get into any fights, really. True. He doesn't, he runs from everything. He said he was afraid of the master. He doesn't seem like much of a fighter at this stage of the show. No. Yet he recognizes the Order of Taraka immediately. Yes. It's a little bit nonsensical. And now we're going to make out with friggin' Angel and his vamp face and it's real gross. It's true. She is touching his vamp face because he had cut in his eyebrow and he gets mad because he doesn't think that she should have to look at him in his vampire getup. He doesn't just make it go away like all the other vampires seem to be able to just make it disappear. Yeah. They never really explore how that works exactly. Uh, but she then makes out with him while he's in his vampire face, which serves a couple of purposes. One, grosses me out human personally. <laughs> Two... Cheaper for up. It makes it easier because if he has that cut on his face and he devamp faces, where does the cut go? Uh, like when it like does it move? Does it stay in the same place? Like what happens to that? Uh, but also it allows Kendra the Vampire Slayer to see Angel in Vamp Face kissing Buffy, which gives uh, Kendra a reason to go after Buffy. Uh, so we're doing a lot of duty with this one scene. Look at all that layering. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening in that scene. Yeah. I don't think I want to kiss that vamp face. He has very sharp teeth. Yeah, again, what happens if you cut my mouth? I mean, I guess you just start bleeding into their mouth, which they might enjoy. Ugh. It's not pleasant. It won't make you a vampire, though, so you're cool with that. No, that's fair. But those teeth... Okay, so if you're not watching along with us, listener, a.k.a. Bet, who is not watching along with us... That's fair. If you're not watching along with us, then... You don't know what the teeth look like. We're not talking about regular teeth you get at the Halloween store that yeah. you take them out and they're disgusting. Yeah. That's oh. those fake teeth put in. Oh, they just, taste bad. And they too. always just get wet. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I, I never feel like I have that much liquid in my mouth until I put one of those in. It's disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, no, these teeth, every single one of them is filed down to a point that's like curved. It's very weird. Yeah. And they kind of stick out a little bit. They stick out a little bit, mostly because they're fake teeth sitting on top of his actual teeth. Yeah. But yeah, gross. And they're like yellow. Yeah. Sorry, can you not brush? <laughs> Is there no Colgate Mouth total? Watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you go into Vamp Face? Which leads me to my next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like vampires turn on the Vamp Face when they're about to kill. Yeah. But then, can they control it? Is it just when they get like the lust for the kill? I feel like this is a man reaction debate. It's reasonable. Yeah, like, I agree. I don't know if you can control it or not. It's well, like some. There are definitely can. episodes where they do. Yeah. And then there are episodes where they don't even realize whether it's happening or not happening. I have questions. I do too. Listener, do you have thoughts on this? I'm really. How does the vamp face work? I have a couple of examples that I don't want to put out there right this moment because I'm worried about potential spoilers. Yeah. But there's definitely examples of them not realizing that their vamp face has come or gone. And there's definitely examples of them purposefully putting on the vamp face. So I'm unclear as to how vamp face works. Yeah. And they never clarify. No, at they all. do not. No, they do not. And I'm, I'm wondering if people have theories about the vamp face debate. 
Buffy's walking down the career fair hallway now. She's paranoid. Yeah, she is. She doesn't know who to trust. And we're going to find out in a minute that she freaks out on Oz, who she calls does. her a very tense person. Yeah, he just walks away and goes, that is a tense person. Aww. Which is the most chill response to being thrown against the wall on your I neck. I know. <laughs> I love Oz. There he is. Oh. Does he even want to talk to Buffy? I don't think he does. Nope. He was about to walk into her, though. He was coming yeah, at her real he fast. Was coming at her hot and strong. And she just grabs him and throws him against the wall. He got a long neck in this scene. He does, and it's a little bit red. Maybe he was out in the sun. Maybe because she just threw him against the wall by oh. his neck. <laughs> that would make sense. That would make some sense. Sunnydale High, the decorations for career day are mostly just balloons. I feel like that's a good, good effort. Balloons and a couple streamers. Yeah. And... Granted, he might not have a lot of direction, uh, decorations, rather, but Snyder managed to get every fucking career possible to show up. It's also true. He has the 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 gardener and the policeman are both there to meet with Buffy. The prison guard guy is there. There was a postman standing on the side. Yep. Microsoft is recruiting at this high school. I don't feel like that happens. I don't either, but, you know. I feel like that's the nerd fantasy equivalent of being, like, drafted to the football team or whatever. Yes. Like, really, though? I've, I'm just sad that there wasn't a balloon arch. At least one. Oh, there needs to be balloon arches at events. How am I supposed to know where I should enter? Yeah. I need to know these things. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Giles' computer is now on his little desk area. Ooh. I feel like we don't spend nearly enough time at this desk. I agree. There's a lot of everybody sitting at the tables. I feel like there'd be more talk at the desks. It would be is kind of interesting. nice. Yeah, we get to see a good backdrop of what's going on over there. Yep. You know, I feel like Marty Noxton, this was one of the first episodes that I think she was working on. This was an early one for her. Yep. And she really pushes the envelope on how can we make the library look interesting. And she goes to places that we don't spend a lot of time on the show. It's true. Which I really think is cool. She's so, she's fun. I like her. This is my problem with this episode. Tell me all about it. As we see Buffy escape to Angel's place to stay. Yes. For the evening. Again, I know her mom's out of town. Of course she wanna, is. Yeah. She doesn't want to go home. But like, out of all the places to go, Angel's place? She feels very safe with Angel, apparently. Oh so, a week ago, every time she got into a fight, she would bring up how he's a vampire. And this week, he's the only thing in her life that makes any sense. Yes. It's really ridiculous. I also want to point out that Angel's apartment is significantly better decorated than the last time we saw it. Yes. He seems to have tables and chairs. And a rug. Last time he literally only had this art sculpture behind glass, which anybody whose house has a sculpture behind glass, too fancy. I would agree. But yeah, and she just helps herself inside. Like, I mean, he was in her bedroom earlier, I suppose. It's only fair. I would just be going through all of his shit. It does he have, like, previously it didn't look like he had a lot of shit. Now he seems to have stuff everywhere. I know, but I would just want to know, like, what am I walking into? How does, how does he get money to buy all this stuff? Does he need money? Can't he just steal it? Should he be thieving? He's a good guy. <laughs> Is he, though? I, I mean, he's good enough that Buffy's willing to date him. He did do a lot of shady things in his past. He seems to have acquired a lovely bedroom set for a man who has no job mm-hmm. and is a vampire. Also true. I yeah. believe we are about to enter a commercial break on Buffy. Oh, nope, I lied. We are <laughs> sweeping up stuff from the... Oh, from Willie's! We're in We're Willie's! We're in Willie's! 
Yay! So Angel's coming to talk to Willie, who owns this bar back. It'll be a frequent place that we go to. Yes, we're going to be spending some time here. Later episodes. Um, and you can't really tell from the scene, but Willie seems to be someone that knows a lot about what might be going on in the vampire world. It's true. And he has uh, an interesting bar that is covered in license plates. Yes. Super fun. And he is Bob from the television show Becker. That's a show? It was a show Becker starring Ted Danson, and Bob was a patron at the, like, diner that the Becker would go to, and he always talked about himself in the third person. He was like, Bob's so great. Bob loves this. Bob's that. He's very interesting seeing him on this show. so annoyed with Bob. He was kind of the annoying character. That was his deal. All right. I can see it. But Angel's going to get real mad at Willie because he's trying not to be forthcoming with information, but Willie kind of knows who, why, what's the... Meme. He knows what's happening yeah. with the Order of Taraka, and he's not spilling the beans to Angel. And so Angel is going to go from being the guy who's terrified of the Master to willing to murder a human to get information. Yeah, that pretty much sums it he's up. He's definitely become much less of a passive part of the world. Which I guess it's because he likes Buffy. I know. <laughs> See, I wish he just did this, but in like more broody vampire e. He's very pale in this episode. Yeah. But Paler like, than normal. That's most episodes. Yeah. His lipstick is better. Remember the episode last time where his lipstick was like the totally wrong color? Yes. So Ooh. here's Kendra, the vampire slayer. Who should have killed Angel 20 million times. That's true. There was plenty of time to have Angel die. Yes. So we are going to take a quick commercial break because that is the commercial break for the show. So we're going to take oh, yeah. it at the same time. Yay. During our commercial break, you're going to hear some real fun things about Audible that are totally what is supposed to be being discussed about Audible. Oh, yay! Um, And while that's happening, we're going to be tasting our new Oreo, which is the Firework Oreo. I hope there's not Pop Rocks in it. (laughs) That's going to be real fun. Okay. We will see you in just a few. Bye! Hey, everyone. So we are on our little break to eat those Oreos, I'm sure. Whatever flavor we're currently consuming is absolutely delicious. Yeah, I'm super excited. We have had nothing but positive experiences lately (laughs) with our Oreos. (laughs) But (laughs) while we are doing that, we thought we'd take this opportunity to let you know about our wonderful sponsors, Audible. For you, our listeners, we are offering a 30-day free trial of Audible as well as one free audiobook. And if you're trying to figure out what book you'd like to read, I'm going to recommend... You're Never Weird on the Internet, Almost, by Felicia Day. I know, Leah, how much you love Felicia Day, but I actually have... Felicia. I actually have listened to this book. It's narrated by Felicia Day. So that's kind of cool, listening to somebody narrate their own thing. It also contains a foreword by Joss Whedon. So, very positive feelings about your Never Weird, Never Weird on the Internet, Almost. Also, we are people who are consistently weird on the Internet. <laughs> That is true. And she is delightful, too. Maybe not on Dollhouse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, or maybe season seven of Buffy. (laughs) So much judgment. I love it. Or maybe Dr. Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. We really hope that you'll take advantage of this trial. Once again, it's audibletrial.com slash Watches. Get your free audiobook. Maybe it'll be the Felicia Day book. We'd love to hear what you think of it and how you feel about her appearance on Dollhouse in season seven of Buffy. Also welcome. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can prove me wrong. It's okay. It's fine. Feel free to disagree. We do it all the time. Yeah. That's usually our podcast. <laughs> I know that Audible is diligently listening to us, so I want to thank you for listening to us, friends. And we would love to do audiobook narration for you. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. We have lovely voices. <laughs> See you later, friends. <laughs> and now, back to us talking about Buffy. boo doop boo doop boop boop Spot on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, team, we are back. We hope that you enjoyed our wonderful ad for our sponsor. We rocked that shit. While you were listening to that, we were eating the firework Oreo. Tell us your thoughts on the firework Oreo, Leah. It wasn't the worst. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it was not the worst Oreo you've ever had? No, it, from like a visual glance, Mm -hmm. it looks like a regular Oreo. Oreo. Yeah. If you inspect it a little bit closer, you see some speckles in the frosting. In all different colors. Mm-hmm. And you bite into it. It tastes like normal Oreo, but then there's Pop Rocks in it. There's Pop Rocks in it. <laughs> I don't understand this new need to put Pop Rocks in everything. What is the purpose of this? It's like something that lingers, and usually things that linger are not worth lingering. <laughs> no, I don't understand that. I definitely... And it just feels like they came up with this idea and then did it in other, like, oh, let's do it in everything. Like, no, I don't know that it was such a good idea to do everything. You know what I'm learning, though? What's that? So we had, last week we had um, the cherry cola. Mm-hmm. This week we have fireworks. Yes. We've had peeps. We've done fruity pebbles, which is our mystery flavor. Yes. We've done springtime. We've done... <laughs> done many different ones. Yeah. Um, we are one step closer to lobster flavor Oreo. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. There's there's kettle corn and pina colada left. And the red hot one. We have a lot to go. We do. So, Oreo, get on your lobster game. That's yeah. the thing. And, you know, they got to do it quickly because it, we're going to be done with our Oreo taste test in four weeks if they don't come up with something new, new flavors soon. And these are brandy new. So, we need to get busy. We need yeah. to get busy with making more flavors. Yeah. Summer is a coming. You need, oh, do you think they'll make a summer cookie? And I'll be mad because it's exactly the same as regular Oreo. <laughs> I'm just thinking like vanilla Oreo cookie with like red on the inside for lobster. Oh. <laughs> I was like, it's just, what is going to happen to make it summer themed? No. Oh, it's going to be bright pink. Or oh. like, uh, I would say yellow, but the last one was yellow. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. What color is summer? Listener, what color do you think summer is? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, what's happening on the world of Buffy? We've got Willow in overalls. Yeah, are they sad overalls? I mean, they're she sleepy is, overalls. Yeah, she slept in them. She is very disoriented at the moment. She's yeah. been doing a lot of the research. We learned that she has frog fear. Oh, and you never had tadpoles. I right? never did. Yeah. We lived in a neighborhood that was new construction, and so they had disturbed a frog mating area. And so we found just paint buckets Fill them up with frogs, just like that's terrifying. So many frogs, and then we would, of course, free the frogs because what are we gonna do with all these frogs? And so we would catch a whole bunch of frogs for fun as kids, and then tip it gently onto the front lawn, and then all the frogs would hop away on their little frog errands, and at night it would just look like your whole grass (laughs) was hopping because there were. 60 frogs just hopping around. That it's is so crazy. Terrifying. I never did the Mitch Hedberg put them in a jar with a leaf and a stick to simulate the natural world. <laughs> Try and keep my frog. No. That's probably for the best. Frogs freak me out. It's like the... Um, practic- Do you have frog fear too? Yeah. Have you seen Practical Magic? 
Those frogs come out from the ground. They eat a ring. It's real gross. There is a horror movie called Frogs. Really? And it has all the, like, it's not just frogs, which the name is kind of misleading, but all these reptiles turn on people and kill them. It's absurd. I don't want to do that. So we are breaking into Buffy's house with Xander and Cordelia. Because that seems wise. We roped Cordelia into this episode because now that she helps the Scooby gang and Xander has no car, she has to drive. Yep. Which, I feel like knocks Xander down a few pegs. He, that he doesn't have a car or that he needs to help with Cordelia? Both. Yeah, you know. But, uh, he's wearing a giant coat. Like, Four Xanders could fit into that jacket. Is he doing a school play? Why is he wearing a coat that big? Well, Cordelia's wearing like a tennis dress and a sweater. Yeah, she's definitely dressed odd as well. Although, I guess she might actually be somebody who goes and plays tennis. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played tennis in high school, but, yeah. I have a random question. Yeah. Watching this show. The... Living room set mm-hmm. does not change ever in the course of this show. Oh, yeah. They never buy a new couch in seven years. My couch is falling apart. It is four years old. <laughs> like, it's actually not falling apart, listeners. The leather is peeling off of where my back goes. Look right here. Uh, well, it is falling apart. It's just like that one spot. Yeah, the spot I sit in. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's the worst. Huh. Okay, so Angel is trapped in a different book cage than the book cage at the library. The mysteriously impenetrable book cage. And there's going to be sunlight coming in through the window and he might die in a couple hours. But for some reason, Bianca Lawson, a.k.a. Kendra, thinks okay to leave him there. Also, how does she know where he lives? Yeah, she manages to find Angel's house and is going to kill Buffy. Also, how did she get in? Did she break the door? Was it unlocked? I feel like if you're living in a crypt, you can pretty much just walk in. Didn't he used to live at the electric company? That's what I thought, too. (laughs) Does he still live there? I guess it's the same place. Yeah, it's unclear. We could do the chick fight thing where you pull her hair and dig her nails in. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I, spoiler alert, never got into a girl fight. Or a fight in general that was, like, physically... No. Going at it, yeah. Well, you know, you should try and take me sometime. <laughs> no. I'll give you a shot. Give, no. Take a crack at it. <laughs> I'd be real scared. But I wonder um, how effective the, like, pulling and the nails thing is. I mean, you'll pull somebody down for sure. Really? Well. To be continued. To be continued. So we have ended this episode mm-hmm. with so many things up in the air. One, Willow has met Oz, a thing that has been building for weeks. Yeah. He offers her a coupe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, Coutete. Nope. Coutete is what I said again. <laughs> Whatever. He offers her some kind of food. A cul-de-sac. A cul-de-sac. That is not what he offers her. I would take a cul-de-sac. <laughs> Somebody offered it to me. We also were attacked by the Order of Taraka. Yep. And by we, Buffy. And there's still at least two of them out there that we know of. Yep, one is with Xander and Cordelia right now. One is with, yeah, so that's, but that's a whole other story. So we've got Oz, we've got Buffy's in danger, we just put uh, Cordelia and Xander in danger at the end of this episode. We've also got the whole storyline going on with Willow and Giles, 
with their research and trying to figure out what's happening. Yep. We've got a lot of... Oh, and Angel is trapped and possibly going to die. Yes. And Cordelia... Or, uh, Cordelia. Kendra is a vampire slayer. Yep. There's so much happening at the end of this episode. Literally all the characters are involved. There's a lot going on. What are your thoughts on this episode? I like it. I feel like as compared to last week, there's a lot more happening. That's true. Um, it feels important. It feels like we're moving the storyline along. Yes. I like that Spike and Drusilla, while not in it a lot, are in it and play, again, an important part of setting up the scene. It's true. Um, we meet important new characters. Um, I like, well, slash love Oz. So <laughs> already you're getting a few more extra points for this episode. And I think it... While I'm annoyed that it's a part one, part two, mm-hmm. I feel like it gives the writers more time to do the story right. So I'm excited for next week. And when I tried to describe what was going on, there was so much magical what's it's happening that it does make sense that it needs a little bit more time. Yep. Um, I've seen two different types of podcasts because I've listened to a lot of Buffy rewatch podcasts because I'm obsessive in that way. Yep. So I've seen podcasts where they did two-parters as one episode, and they would just do an extra long episode. I've seen ones where they just do them as separate entities. And typically, in the ones that I've seen, people's reviews are higher when they've done them as a unit than when they've evaluated them as individual episodes. The primary reason for that being that nothing really ends. So there's no... this, This story doesn't have a normal Buffy arc of beginning, middle, and end, because when we get to the end, we've just put everybody in danger. And we're going to, that the next episode is the the end, essentially. Yeah. And so it doesn't have that normal story flow, and so it doesn't end in the same way. I still really like it. I do too. Um, what are, so what's your rating? I'm going to give it an 8.4. Okay. Why an 8.4? Again, I think it's important. I think as a viewer, I get annoyed when things aren't wrapped up in a bow mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. But I think it's still important that we meet these new characters. Everyone seems to be involved, which I like, even Cordelia. Joyce is still MIA, but, you know, it happens. She's just doing her thing. Giles is a little bit more upbeat and is happening and is doing stuff. We don't see Jenny Calendar, but that's okay. Yeah, they are broken up, so. Um, I just wish that Spike was in it a little bit more. Yeah. In Drusilla. Yeah. I gave it an 8. I think that it's a really good episode. I think that it's really effective as a two-part episode. I don't love the two-part shtick. And I can't remember if this... Let's see. Actually, it tells us the air dates. No, so these actually... Were they separated or did they do it all at once? So they were. There was a week in between these two episodes. And so I don't love that. But it's really effective at it because we put a main character in grave danger. Yeah. We have introduced the concept that there's a second vampire slayer. Like, there's a lot going on. And I tend to buy... Angel being put in danger more than I buy one of the other Scoobies being put in danger. I do too. And so I'm more nervous for Angel. I also really like the stuff that happens in this episode. I think that Angel wanting to take Buffy on a date is super adorable. Mm -hmm. I do wish that ice skating was ever a thing again. Uh, (laughs) I wish that Angel showed up for this date. Uh, Yeah. It was so weird that he was not there on time for their date. But again, maybe she just went early because she's got trust issues. And she wanted to skate by herself first. Uh-huh. Okay. It's real rude. But yeah, so next week, we are going to be watching Season 2, Episode 10, What's My Line, Part 2. Dun, dun, dun. Tell us what happens. So Buffy joins forces with a mysterious slayer named Kendra in hopes of saving Angel from Spike and Drusilla and the deadly ritual they... Dot, dot, dot. 
Ooh. So I'm not sure where we can insert some humor in there. Feel free to give it a, give it your all, friends. It's true. Uh, but yeah, so that's our next episode. We'll find out what's going on. Will Angel survive being locked in a room that he can't escape? I don't think so. Will Kendra explain who she is? I also don't think so. Will Xander and Cordelia be eaten by a giant worm creature? Oh, 100%. (laughs) There's so much danger and so much intrigue moving into the next episode. Will Buffy have to learn how to be a gardener? (laughs) Or a police officer? Or a police officer. Is Cordelia slated to give a motivational speech? About what? Bugs. (laughs) (laughs) About how to not die from bug attack? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. So, yeah. So, we're really excited to see that episode. It is fun. It's a good one. Uh, these are these are cool episodes. Yeah. But, yeah. Until next time, don't remember. Don't remember. What's wrong with they, me? We, they should remember things. <laughs> Shouldn't remember. I'm going to remind you. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful. Um, don't forget to, uh, like I said, JNL watches on everything. Uh, look for your merch. We've got fun, uh, fun shirts out there in it's the universe. Adding new stuff daily. <laughs> constantly trying to come up with new shirt ideas. Definitely do that. And don't forget about our appearance at WeedonCon. Because yeah. that's coming up too. Super fun. All right. Well, until next time, friends. It's been real. It's, it's been fun. It's been real fun. Later, team. Bye. Let's get in and start What's My Line again. <clears throat> and we are all ready to go. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop. Are they begging it? No. That's all next episode. Oh, it's a big episode. Next episode, I think they, I can't tell if they do it or they're about to do it. I know they do it in What's My Lawn. I'm just not sure which one. Wait, do it, do it? They like make out in the closet the first oh. time they kiss. Oh. I don't think they do it, do it at all. I like how we're both like, do it, do it, yeah. do it, do it. <laughs> we're 12. <laughs> That's going to go on a t-shirt. And get a free to Audible, Audible, download, book. Sure. Um, All of those things are right. (laughs) Ooh, we could design their whole advertisement. Like, if they were going to be on TV. What would they do on Hulu? Yes. Yeah, that's real cute. It could just be books. Oh, my God. Literally just a shower completely filled with books. (laughs) Like, you open it, you're like, that's frustrating. (laughs) Have, like, a proper lady be like, bunch of books. Can't shower in here. Who put all of these books here? The heroes are alive with the sound of books. Like, all the books. Yeah. I feel like that's how you do some of the 90s. Like, try to look as ridiculous as possible. I want it back. I only really care about Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much better games than Mario Kart, but yes, I understand. Oh, you race race cars. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate your explanation of the game. Uh, what better game is there? Oh, is you know where Cycle Audible they could be? I like race cars. I can play my own car. Uh, <laughs> or I could read. I feel like that's equally an advertisement for Mario Kart. What about that advertisement screams is Audible? I always wanted to go to Psychic Reader, but I'm always afraid to go in. My... Uh, first boyfriend is like really in all that stuff. Really? And he uh, wanted to get his palm read at a like boardwalk we run, and I was so not into it. 
And so I had to sit in the room and he was in the next room and I'm just sitting there like, this is the dumbest thing. And his friend is sitting next to me and she's like, I'm sorry that you hate this. But this is what you learned. See, you learned how to set boundaries for future humans. I know. And then I became viciously anti-everything, Leah. I... Oh, wait, I think there's Pop Rocks. <laughs> yeah, there they are. There they are. <laughs> it takes them so long to rear their head. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Off book. <laughs> Hit it. I felt like we had good banter. We were working it in. It's fine. <laughs>